1: Hi, this is Liz. I am traveling, so I'm doing this little intro on my iPhone. This is a new to you show from September 12, 2008. It, was, it really made me laugh. It is Julie, Sheila, Monica, and me. Sheila and Monica, as the lab rats, do a body wash report, which is, uh, that's always good for a laugh. And then we talk about being single. We talk about uh, hugging in the workplace and quite a few other things, so enjoy. Remember, you can always see all of our shows at iTunes, at Stitcher, or at SatelliteSisters.com. If you're at iTunes and Stitcher, we love it when you rate our show and review our show, so thank you for that, and uh, we also post show notes for every show we do at SatelliteSisters.com, so go check that out, and here you go. Enjoy. New to you.
2: dolan this is liz dolan this is sheila dolan. This is, dolan this is leon dolan and you're listening to satellite sisters to satellite sisters
0: to go not every conversation will change your life but any conversation any conversation any conversation
1: song, we are the satellite sisters welcome to the show it's monday september 15th how's everybody doing Sheila? how are you i'm doing great Liz. is that a new look you've got your hood on and then your headphones on over this footage. Well, can you see my bang? So it's two
2: reasons. Liz. Yes, but
1: can you hear me? Yes, I can, I can <laughs> hear you fine.
2: I have it turned way up. I, I'm having a bad hair day, and it's a little chilly in the studio. So, and this is my new $20 sweatshirt. What do you think? Nice. Looks like $20. (laughs) Where'd you you get it, Drugtown? No, I got it at H&M. But Drugtown, don't get me started, all right? Why, what's going on? You know it's a
1: millinery now, right? Well, I heard (laughs) your report because I downloaded all of the shows you guys did without me while I was in Brazil. And I heard that there have been many changes in the merchandising scheme at Drugstore. I mean,
2: we have hats in there that you could wear to Ascot Downs. Is that the name of it, Julie? I mean, no. th- 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 this is unbelievable hats. I mean, not just sun hats, Liz. Just enormous chapeaux. <laughs> And um, they're gearing up for Halloween. What can I say? It's just my life.
1: (laughs) All right, Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas, Texas. What's going on there? I don't have a hat on. Don't have my boots on. I'm just here. I'm happy to be with you, sisters. That's great. And Monica, Portland, Oregon. It's so beautiful this time of year. It
3: is, Liz. We are having just a gorgeous Indian summer. I hope Mm -hmm. this continues for Oh, gosh, please. For gorgeous Indian winter. Two more days. <laughs> Give us six more weeks. Please. Please. We deserve it. Yes,
1: you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Oh, we have a big show today, The Lab Rats. Uh, you've been testing body washes. Oh. That must be like one of your favorite product categories, Sheila. Heaven. It, it's just an excuse to get back in the shower. Heaven.
2: It's just, it's
3: Monica. We, we're fresh and clean, aren't we? Yeah, and amazingly enough, we have never done body washes I'm before. so surprised. We've done all kinds of scrubs and soaps and sugars and things like that. So this suggestion came to us from quite a few people this summer. So we, we'd like to honor your suggestion. We sure do. And we couldn't find those mascara ones. Well,
2: so we those, you we would, they were selling out all over town. And the, <laughs> it's unbelievable, but it's true. The rats really went to town on that. Right, Monica? <laughs> yeah, we,
3: we looked high and low. But we're here with body washes Yes, this we are.
1: Sheila, you also have some items from the mailbag, things that people thought you needed to see. Things, I'll just say, to spice up my life, okay? And when you hear the mailbag
2: report, you'll know what I mean by that. But lots of friends have been writing me of everything from dating
1: to kitchen spices. So I'm going to bring you a little mini mailbag. Mini mailbag. And, Julie, (laughs) I'm glad someone is finally raising the subject of... Hugging in professional circumstances, because it's messy out there.
0: Uh, We are going to take the uh, satellite sister poll on what you should do. Are you allowed to hug in a professional situation? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Full hug, half hug, Mm
2: -hmm. no hugging? What's your policy? I don't even like to shake hands anymore (laughs) because of the germs. Luckily,
1: you're rarely in a professional (laughs) situation. uh,
2: Good thing you're going to be weighing in on this topic.
1: (laughs) you're right Liz that is true (laughs) you're normally in this current unprofessional situation but you can't
3: bump elbows with some famous people here Liz if you're not here all right all right so Monica well Sheila I had a restaurant experience uh that reminded me of you this week I had a Sheila-like experience Mm. in a restaurant let me explain (laughs) I was over in Bend, Oregon I was on a little walkabout one night I decided to have dinner what was kind of a I was between lunch and dinner. It was about 4.30. It's a good early bird special. (laughs) So I went to this new chain. I don't know if it's nationwide. I know there's a couple in Portland. It's called the Pita Pit.
2: (gasps) I'm already laughing. All right, this is good.
3: I know you are. The Pita Pit? That is such a bad name. The Pita Pit. Uh, You know, I I was thinking of the relaunch of... uh, 90210 remember they used to go to the peach pit that was the yeah. coffee shop they hung right out so i thought i'm just going to have a pit right a pita pit the doesn't,
2: pita
3: pita make, pit doesn't, any doesn't sense. make sense
2: it really
0: doesn't well it could be an olive pit in your pita bread right? <laughs> which is not what you want
3: <laughs> i mean I think, let me explain okay, the let's, concept okay maybe okay I, you, we digress <laughs> sorry monica <laughs> and maybe you'll get the pit it, it, it's 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 like Subway, okay. So, but instead of everything being stuffed into a big soft doughy roll, it's stuffed into a big soft doughy pita. Got so it. That's the pit, I think. You you stuff everything in the pit of the pita, oh, and <laughs> okay. you roll it up. You got you, you got you got that. Right. But somebody okay. does it for you, right? You well, uh, <laughs> I think that's the idea. But here's what happened when I went to the pita pit. So there's a whole crew there. There's like four guys and a girl. They're darling. There's a lot of tattoos, there's a lot of piercings, really cute kids. I order my sandwich, the chicken Slovaki. Slovaki? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 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 sure.
0: sure. Maybe that was the problem, Monica. Is you couldn't pronounce sure. what you were ordering.
3: And so I decided I tipped them up front. I gave them a dollar tip on, like, a $6 sandwich. I thought that was pretty good. So there's all sorts of activity going on in the grill area and then assembling the sandwiches. There was a very big, large takeout order in front of me. Everyone's very jovial. And then, boom, all activity stops at the Pita Pit. You're kidding. The entire crew, well, all the guys. (sighs) There's four guys that work there. There's two customers, okay? Okay. The entire crew goes into the back room. And I'm wondering... staff meeting? <laughs> what <else? laughs> I, It's like, are they prepping
4: oh, Right,
3: Right. Like, right. Well, what's happening? Fire the, drill.
1: Is that uh, where the pit is?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Had to cut some more pita? Uh, you know, and so there's nothing happening in the front of the restaurant. And they're, I'm there oh. all alone, sitting oh, no. at my lonely table. I will say the one girl who was on the crew was sweeping the floor. So I'm wondering is, are they making the chicken souvlaki <laughs> in the back? No. I don't know. I don't know the protocol to Pita Pit. But it see <laughs> I don't know if. All four they're... guys went simultaneously. Oh, yeah. They're in the back room prepping. Okay. The next thing I know, some one of the guys has turned up the radio. It is just blasting. Like it's like a hundred decibels. It is just like the place is vibrating. And there's no one working there but Radiohead is blasting on the stereo. Did okay. they go on break or something? No. I think they were on yeah, one of their many breaks. And so I was polite and I waited a couple of you minutes. You were a martyr and you sat there and tipped them a dollar. Sheila. Never got your sandwich. I'm only kidding. So I did ask the girl sweeping. I said, you know, I, I, I ordered a chicken souvlaki. I said, is it being made back there? And she said, oh, wow, I'm really sorry. The order must have gotten lost, which I love that. When there's two customers in yeah. the restaurant, they lose one of the orders. <laughs> so anyways, they all, the whole crew comes out from the back. And the one kid says to me, is the music too loud? I psych, like, yeah, it's a little bit too loud. So he turns it down. Then a lot of activity. They're Preparing my pita, they're putting it in the they're pit. They're pitting it. They're pitting it. Everything's in the pit. It's rolled up. So again, I'm the only one in there. I sit down at the table in the window. My lonely chicken souvlaki there, but then they all start making themselves pitas. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's their dinner break. Well, you know.
2: they, they, now they have the munchies. And now, yeah, that's quite a
3: concept. <laughs> And I'm thinking uh-huh. to myself, is this the shift, PETA? Or is this like. First of the night, pita. They're all just making this... themselves dinners. <laughs> oh, that is so gross. It, it was hilarious and talking about how much they love uh, the pita sandwiches. So I think the <laughs> name. Uh, I just think pita pit. I think it's a good name for a restaurant. I'm going to give them another try. Yeah, but there's no you management. There's nothing going on there. I mean,
2: no Monica,
3: the, the the inmates are running the asylum. There's got to be control. I mean, I, I, would I, go I nuts. think I'm going to withhold my tip the next time until after I. Get The chicken souvlaki all rolled up in the big pita there. But I just, we know that, you know, a key to a restaurant success is sometimes the name. Yes. And I don't think we'll, go, we've had a long history of restaurants
4: that
1: Yeah, just. As With soon as you states. said pita pit, I thought of, Sheila, remember the place that used to be on your block in Greenwich Village? It was, this just makes my mouth dry even to think yeah. about it. The name of the restaurant was Cookies and Couscous. <laughs>
2: it's like how is and that yeah, possible they, they think alliteration is going to save it you know what that makes you right you start gagging it's like a dry desert in there <laughs> i know
3: i know how about that, that, that was food. that was quite a concept for a restaurant sheila we went in there we met the guy and yeah you, you're like yeah you get they made all different kinds of couscous, 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 couscous and then for, for, dessert, for dessert you got cookies cookies <laughs> Or Julie, how about cabbages and condoms? You know, that was one
0: of my favorite restaurants in Bangkok, Thailand. That's right. The name of it, cabbages and condoms. It was developed by the Minister of Health. He was also a restaurateur. <laughs> and so he had a very good Thai restaurant with a beautiful garden outside so you could sit outside. But he used to also hand out condoms and perform vasectomies. In, the, in another part of the restaurant. Stand back in the pit. <laughs> but gloves were used. Yes, yeah, so you go to the left to go to the restaurant, go to the right for the vasectomies. Uh-huh. Yes.
2: I mean, here's the thing. I cannot take it when a takeout place, the the, the people behind the counter start making food for themselves. It, it it just shatters the whole fourth wall kind of thing. I don't want to
3: know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to know that they eat? No. You just want it to be about you. Yes, exactly. Right? It needs exactly. to be about Sheila. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, wait wait till I leave till you make your shift, Pita. So anyways, <laughs> I read about, Sheila, you know, this new, it's a restaurant in the East Village. It's opening soon. And this guy, I like this concept. You know what you're getting. It's called Permanent Brunch.
2: Oh. That's the name of the oh, restaurant. Oh, that is a good name. That's I don't get tasty. What are you getting?
3: Per- permanent brunch. brunch, Julie. You're getting eggs, waffles, hash, Bloody Marys, artisanal bacons, all day long and all night long. So that's oh, that all they're serving. Is that's, that's fantastic. In there. That's and then good. it sort of reminded me of a brand new restaurant that opened in Portland called Hash. Okay. Oh, I oh. like that name. That's a cute name. Yeah, well, I, I, enjoy like hash. Hash. No, I enjoy hash. Those so I enjoy hash. So single I'll, item concepts are big. I think, I mean, I know. We have a. a really? A, yes, well, yes. my daughter
2: has a single item concept. I can't spill it because I think it's going to be very famous someday. Uh-huh. She came to me with this idea three years ago. And she said, I and have she works I, in a lot of restaurants she in does. New York. And she has a single item concept for a small place in the East Village, she said, Monica, I, I can see it now.
3: <laughs> next door to Permanent Brunch <laughs> is gonna be right whatever Ruth's amazing restaurant. And she will be hitting is. you all up for funding <laughs> in the next five years. So just to cap this off, this whole restaurant name thing, Sheila, I am driving south of Portland. And I saw a billboard, which I have to believe is possibly the worst restaurant name ever. Oh, good. In my book. I almost drove off the road. (laughs) Better than Seasons and Regions? It's a little bit better (laughs) than Seasons and Regions, which is the restaurant in my neighborhood that you like to make fun of the name. Because it should either be Seasons Seasons or or Regions. regions. (laughs) (laughs) The name name of the restaurant. Here's the billboard. Garlic and onions.
4: Oh. (laughs) Oh.
3: That's just bad. <laughs> garlic yeah, that and is, onions. That's you not tame a gag. And you know, I like
1: both of those things. But... Oh,
4: Liz. oh, Liz. I do
2: too. Don't I can not like... stand them. Oh, anything you don't like garlic with, or onions? Anything with an onion in the title of a restaurant is bad, Monica. Well, garlic, garlic and onions. And onions
3: you, you know how I feel about garlic? <laughs> you it, don't it, like garlic. It makes me burp. So <laughs> I think they should call this restaurant just, how about belch? <laughs> Permanent belch. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're going with the one word. Yeah, yeah I like that. How about idea. belch? I, I mean, you can. How about my, br- bring How about Maalox. aftertaste? <laughs> After, how about aftertaste? Aftertaste.
1: <laughs> yeah, bring maylocks. Anyways. Well, I think ha- this is shaping up to be a good question of the week. If
3: mm-hmm. you, right. What, if, what ha- right, unusual restaurant names? Yeah. Or how about, have you gone to garlic and onion? Yeah. And rest- write to me if yeah, you're still yeah. alive. <laughs> <laughs> Monica,
2: I like the strong stand you're taking, Monica. If now you have I like not this.
3: expired. I like right this to fire
2: me. in your pit. I like. to <laughs> maybe it's indigestion.
0: Is
1: <laughs> what, what
3: is on the menu at Garlic and <laughs> Onion? It sounds right delicious. I have Everything. it all stuffed mm. in
1: a pita pocket. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah, send us an email. what is the, what is the worst, worst restaurant name you've ever come across? Because we do collect them here at Satellite Sisters. Julie, I still drink my morning coffee every day out of my coffee mug from cabbages and condoms it just makes me laugh every single morning I know. <laughs> she, that's a perverse name. It's not just bad. It's but but yes, garlic and
2: onions is bad. <laughs> that is, that is so bad. I agree with you.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Sheila, it's funny you were mentioning your daughter Ruthie because Ruthie has worked in a lot of very high-end New York restaurants. That's right. She's worked for Bobby Flay at his place, Bar American. Right. She's worked for Mario Batali. You know, oh, she's yeah. been around. She's yeah. in the high-end restaurant game. People have blogged about her in New York. No. I, and I remember when she was working for. Bobby Flay at his restaurant, she said that there was a picture posted in the kitchen of Frank Bruni, who is the restaurant critic for the New York Times. That's right, Liz. And that wasn't Bobby offering like a reward for any employee that spotted Frank Bruni in the restaurant so that they would know they were getting reviewed. That's right. So I've always followed along like tales of Frank Bruni because people in New York are afraid of him. Totally afraid. And well, they should be. For good reason. He can make or break your restaurant. Well, I opened the paper on Wednesday. I see you have it in front of you, too. There is the cattiest restaurant review by Frank Bruni of Michael's in Manhattan, which is like a power lunching place. It's where all of the media biggies always go. Because
0: it's a famous restaurant in California, right? Right. It's-, it's
1: a Santa Monica restaurant originally. And then Michael moved to Manhattan and opened this place on, uh, on West 55th Street. And Frank Bruni tears them apart limb from oh (laughs) it is good what what did you you know and i know you don't really care because none of us are going to michael's anytime soon but here are some of my favorite just you know you know you're in a bad place with frank bruni when he writes this then i had its appetizer of peaky toe crab with spears of white asparagus which might as well have been spears of white wax for all the flavor they had. Uh, wait, it gets worse. As for the crab, its mushy texture and watery taste put me in mind of confetti after a rainstorm. If I were a peaky toe, I'd sue for slander. Oh. Okay, that's really bad. But yeah, here, Here's another super catty one, considering the power people that eat there. Across a series of visits, I had some enjoyable food, notably the renowned Cobb salad. Oh, I love this. Less a salad than an entire ecosystem, vast and verdant, with enough avocado to feed three ICM agents or five Vogue editors.
2: Yeah. No, he really, he really nails it. I like the repellently chalky hamachi and lobster dish that could have passed
1: for a salt lick. (laughs) Ew. That, that's harsh. Garlic and know? Or this one. And he writes, all that was distinctive about a rack of lamb on another night was the shockingly arid ricotta cannelloni beside it. <laughs> Had the cannelloni languished under a heat lamp? <laughs> Should a diner pay $45 for this entree and forgive such a lapse? Anyway, I just thought of all of the people like the, I'm sure the waitstaff at Michael's also was supposed to be on the look for Frank. Oh, wow. Like, on the prowl. How how do you think that chef feels? I mean, mean, this would be bad. I mean, this would be. But it is a place where people go just to see and be seen. And I chuckled in the photo they ran with it uh that is um captioned noshing on power nibbling on fame if you look carefully at the photograph do you see some of your friends there who do you know it's mike ovitz front and center right there oh. the guy the guy in the glasses well they're the only ones who can afford the expense
2: i mean these are super expensive dinners yeah right, right. i mean so if
1: it costs a lot it should taste good Yeah, so we're never going there. Not that we ever were anyway. Okay. just Pita Pit, I'm not sure I'm going there either, Monica. (laughs) Liz Liz is going to Garlic and Onions, definitely. (laughs) It's a date, Liz. I'll go with you. All right, we're moving on. There are a couple of other hot issues we needed to get to. Julie wants to raise the issue of hugging in the workplace. What's the deal with that? And Sheila, a brand-new magazine just launched in California. I got a copy of it at my home. I'm wondering if you got a copy too. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're the Satellite Sisters. are the Satellite Sisters. We're back. This is Liz Dolan. I am in Beverly Hills, California with Sheila. Julie's with us in Dallas. Monica's in Portland, Oregon. Julie, you want to once and for all settle this whole issue of hugging in in professional circumstances. What's the deal?
0: Professional hugging, Liz. You know, recently there was a picture in the New York Times of Senator McCain hugging Governor Palin, Mm -hmm. but only after he had kissed his wife. Mm -hmm. So that has really opened up the whole discussion again about when is it appropriate in a professional setting to hug? Who can you hug? Who initiates the hug? Mm-hmm. And and do you have to hug continually hug? So because if you I mean, in some work environments, there it's a very hug-friendly work environment. That that's the protocol that co-workers hug. Now I don't know, you know, usually if you're a superior, you should initiate the hug with an inferior, you know, a coworker that's <laughs> below you in the organization. They're called the inferiors. Inferiors. <laughs> it's a new term. The you pe- know what I'm talking pe- about. The
1: peons.
2: Yeah.
0: Your people. peons. But in some offices, hugging is forbidden. In fact, in some schools now, they're not even allowing children to hug because of the whole specter of sexual, you know, harassment, and that they just don't want any. Touching in school or in the workplace? I
3: remember at my old company, uh, we had a human resource training about this, Julie, and yes. we were supposed to only touch someone on the shoulder. That was supposed to be the only contact I think besides that's a good. handshake. Really, was there was an actual
0: policy that was considered a hug, or what was that? Well, that, that was that,
3: that was the only place you were supposed to touch someone. But you know what? I used to hug my coworkers all the time when I saw them. I don't mean every day. I came in and there was a big hug it out fest. You know, by did the you water hug them corn. in? Yes, but you know these were. Guys that I worked with that worked in the field, you know, in all these different states that I used to travel to, and we were really good friends. And so when they would come to Portland, I'd see them in the office. Yeah, we hugged it out. I didn't mind. I, I love those guys, you know, I didn't mind.
2: So, Julie, where do you fall on this? Well, Sheila, I have hugged many of my colleagues.
0: I, you know, it's not like every day, but I have hugged them. I think it's fine. I worked in a, in a university environment before I worked with. You inferiors, you know.
3: (laughs) You never hug us. No, I don't
0: I don't but I think it was fine. Now I will say, Sheila, there is a fine line between a warm welcome and what I would call sort of groping. And that I have been in a setting, professional settings, where I believe that there was some groping going on with the hug rather than just a warm
2: welcome. I agree. I mean, I have not been in, in any professional settings, but I have had hugs from men, which are inappropriate. I mean, they, they hold... Like, in what kind of setting? Well, different people I meet, Liz, you know? <laughs> like, in a social <laughs> on setting? On the street, yeah, or whatever, yes. You're it, hugging people on no, the street? No, I don't know, you know, just v- random hugs, okay? I can think of a few situations. Now, um, I love the shoulder on the, the hand-on-the-shoulder idea, because, see, I don't like to shake hands anymore. The, ger- the germs.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: then and then there's, you, and you Donald know, on, Trump. on the spectrum, then there's the hugging. At least when you're hugging, you don't have to touch hands. But... It's, <laughs> yeah, you're touching cloth. Uh, well, yeah, but... That's,
0: you've okay. got a lot of warm sentiment going on with your hug, Sheila. But you're here like, in L.A. I am touching you so
1: I don't have to get any of your germs. No, right?
2: we have taken meetings in L.A., Liz, where people insist on hugging you.
1: Yeah, there's now, a lot more hugging that goes on in Los Angeles that ever went on in my career in New York.
2: And you don't have a choice if you're a non-hugger. You have to hug them. I mean, they're coming towards you, and they're hugging you. <laughs> the first day I walked over to my friends, and I love them, at Capesa.com, the group that did all my Summer of Love. I'm working with them on, you know, all my videos. Uh-huh. They, I, When I went to meet them the first time, I put out my hand, and they said, oh, no, 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 we hug." Of course. Now I have to hug them every time I see them, Julie.
1: So you hug when you come in and you hug when you leave? Yeah. so you
2: feel like this is a burden? I feel like I need a shower after all of that hugging. Well,
3: that's the problem with hugging. Once you go there, once you start, there's no going back. No. You You know, if that's the way you greet someone, especially a professional or colleague, if you start hugging... You have I, to keep the hugging up. I do like a lot, whole lot of hugging going on because you
2: don't have any eye contact. You're kind of like on the side of them, and you're not really looking at them.
1: But and it's making a very warm
0: thing, Sheila. Really, yeah. uh, I it, feel
1: like hugging is better than kissing. I mean, like kissing on the cheek when that when when people in a work situation get into that. I'd much rather just embrace someone, like, give them a little squeeze and be done with it. Oh, no, you I'm know. a
0: hugger and a kisser. You oh, are, I, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Julie. yeah. And in you different are. C- cultures, I'll kiss one time, two times, and up to three times. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, I wish we could just roll it all back to the handshake and call yes. it a day. Well, it you would know, just uh, be simpler. I like the uh, elbow knock. To- <laughs> you know. I mean,
2: I just like something that's less, you know, I love that hand on the shoulder, Monica. Okay. I, I wish I worked it at your company. Se- it
0: doesn't seem very <laughs> personal. I did. I did check with Letitia Baldridge. You know, she's the etiquette e- expert, and she recommends a warm, firm handshake among men and women. Yeah. She does yes. not believe um, for
3: that. that That's where be- you should start
0: any that she does not believe that there should be any hugging oh. in a professional setting
2: i like that julie
0: particularly between men and women
1: because i think you shouldn't hug anyone unless you're going to hug everyone and do you really want to hug everyone no Now we had a situation
0: right. at satellite sisters where one of our coworkers was an avowed non-hugger that's true and i always found it very very awkward when we would greet each other, we were all hugging, and then we would get to this well, one. Well, we're co- sisters. I know, but are you? But <laughs> we hugged other hug. non-sisters that worked with us. We'd get uh-huh. to this one colleague, and it was
3: like, "Hands off! No touching!" It was. Uh, we well, at s- least she stated her policy. Nice. I appreciate that. I appreciate no. She said, "I'm not that. a hugger. Let's shake hands." Right. No, no. I respect that. She had the international symbol with, like, the two hands up. Stop right there.
1: (laughs) Not a hugger.
3: I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, well, I
0: I don't know if we've settled the hugging situation, Liz. I think we've made it worse. I think we've confounded it. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and I think it's particularly dicey in the male-female situation. And you started with the political example. Yes. So getting back to that. I mean John McCain and Sarah Palin should not be hugging each other every time they appear together. I don't want to see that.
0: I'd like to see that myself. I have no problem with that. Now it's interesting in other campaigns like 10 times a day.
3: Right, They've got a little bit be fired campaigning up with. for the next couple of months together. Right, quit the hugging knock it off So hard group
0: i say more hugging okay we have some policy differences here <laughs>
1: we do i didn't realize that that was part of our political differences that it started with hugging and expanded from there all right uh speaking of uh touching and kissing and other things in that realm
4: I I didn't say anything.
1: Kissing? Well, I had mentioned kissing, but I don't, you know, professional kissing, I just think has gone too far. (laughs) How about just
2: stroking their hair? (laughs) (laughs) Only kidding. I'm only kidding, Sheila. It's what's clear that? You used Got to that work, hoodie on. It's That's where you used impossible. to work with first
1: graders. You know, first graders appreciate it yeah, when you Yeah, I know. You, just, you
2: pat them. Yeah, but,
1: but co-workers in an office environment—petting. Don't really... like petting. All right, what's that, Liz? All right, I uh, I came home the other day. I was collecting all of my mail, and there was a brand new magazine in my mailbox. Uh, and I enjoy, who doesn't love a good magazine, right? It's just the perfect It's the best. To lay on your couch and do nothing. I call it hard news. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sheila calls
1: it research. <laughs> this magazine. Flipping through a magazine. Is called Singular. Oh, Singular. Singular. And the subhead is Sexy, Savvy, Single. It's the Los Angeles premiere issue. Why didn't I so, get one?
4: Well, I that's mean, what I wanted to ask. I, you did I'm didn't totally get off
2: the... No, no, I'm off the grid. You, you get more
1: mail in one day than I get in a year. I mean, I swear to God, Liz. Well, th- well, that looks like a fun magazine. How did these people know I was single? Or did they just scatter them around and hope that you'll send them along to your single friends? Well, but I actually thought it was kind of scary to get a magazine targeted at single people. Like, I don't want people knowing that, th- those kinds of details. But anyway, I, I appreciated the title that you're not single you're singular yeah, what do you that, think that, that adds a little panache to it liz that it's about it's your uniqueness oh, right. that has gotten you to your current state of <laughs> oh that's right that's what <laughs> singular <means>. a singular loneliness
2: <laughs>
1: i wasn't going to are an loneliness. entity unto yourself right yes
2: there's no one you're like complete. you and there's no one that likes you
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh.
1: you can feel that way well Sheila, you're single monica you're single i'm single you know, there are times where being single is great. There are other times when, you know. It's you, not so great.
3: You could use a little uh, pick-me-up. I'm not single anymore. I'm singular. <laughs> that's yeah. singular. It
1: already makes you feel better, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Singular.
2: Makes sexy, me feel sexy savvy. And savvy.
3: So, yeah.
2: If they were so savvy, they wouldn't be single. No, I'm only kidding. So yeah, what, does happen? what does it have What does it Well, there are
1: all kinds of bogus articles. It's basically, <laughs> you know, the same sort of right. travel and, you know... But is it about staying singular or... No. Oh. It's just featuring people who are single. And they're saying in uh, in Los Angeles, 50% of the adults are single. and That's amazing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we deserve our own magazine, Singular. Uh, so it's just a lot of profiles of people who are single or, you know, information, just stuff to buy. Which right. is the same thing that people who aren't single would buy, but it's just a new way to sell it to us. You know, concierge services a fairly random step but then i got to this one uh and this is uh, where i want to get your feedback sheila there's a story entitled liar liar with online dating the line between fact and fiction can get pretty fuzzy oh sometimes. yes liz and uh i have never really gotten into the online dating thing monica have you ever tried that no no <laughs> But I could write a book on it. Yeah. So what did they
2: say well, about it? Well, <laughs> they, I, 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 the reason
3: I haven't tried it is because of all Sheila's nightmare stories.
2: Well, they've made but good material, dating. you know. It might make me famous someday. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of kissing, I, uh, did I tell you about uh, my date with the, quote-unquote, ex, uh, the British ex-record producer, Nigel? No. The first time I met Nigel, by the mm-hmm. way, Julie, Yes. I was met him at a cafe, and I went to shake my hand, and he goes oh, no, we do the double kiss.
0: The double kiss. And, started- and,
2: and, 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 and you know, I really wanted to say, no, 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 we don't. We don't do the double kiss. <laughs> yeah. we, we keep our hand out. Nigel. But you're you're trapped. That was a one-off.
1: Yeah, right? that was a one-off. My- <laughs>
0: yeah, he touched you. Okay. Anyway, yes. they
1: have examples in this story. How about this? That, that the lying goes both ways. The men and the women are both lying. But one, a man in here tells a story about a woman who had all of these, like, hot photos of herself online, and then they had a series of phone conversations and a series of emails, and he agrees to see her, uh, so they're getting together for coffee, and when she arrives, he realizes that she has posted photos of her daughter online. that
3: is so low. Doesn't that seem kind of sleazy?
1: That is is really bad. And she was sort of laughing it off that, you know, she was in her... I think they said she was 62. And so guys, even her own age, are not interested in women her age. So she thought... If I can just meet them, then they can make their judgment. But if I never get a chance to meet them, I'm never going to find the one. Why didn't you put a picture of a sunset up there? I mean, you don't have to put,
2: you know, your daughter. Yeah. That's really creepy. That seemed a little exploitive. Yes, it is. And then, then
1: there was the usual stuff about people lying about their age. Their or age or their and their hair. Or their weight. Yeah. Or, right. <laughs> <But>
2: <laughs> <For> their
4: Right. <hair. laughs> but their hair. No.
1: Oh, no. Most men lie about their hair. Okay. Well, that's in here, too. The, uh... But in the Fib Guide, the top Fibs they listed here, this one I had not uh, really heard. They said, we randomly scanned dozens of profiles on Match.com, Chemistry.com, Yahoo, blah, blah, blah. And these are the biggest lies they feel like they came up with. Number one, Harley owners. There's scarcely a guy without a Harley. Harley. Manly, hard-muscled, easy riders just waiting to take you for a spin. It's true. They said of the 45 profiles of guys between 35 and 55, no fewer than 17 claimed to own Harleys. But women report when you ever like ask a guy, like, hey, when do I get to see your Harley? It's always... In the shop or... Is broken oh, or you're this kidding or. me. So they're just pretending to be Harley owners. Have you encountered that? Well, I would never go... I, I don't
2: like motorcycles, so that turns me off. I skip out, right over the guys with the Harleys. Oh. But maybe you should go
0: back and look at the guys with the Harleys now <laughs> because they don't really have Harleys, <laughs> so... No
1: yeah. worries. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, number two is. <laughs> so complicated. What's the, the number two fit? <laughs> Number two was, yeah, there. it was, yeah, I work out. Of almost 100 profiles, all but eight claimed they exercise frequently, either at the gym or hiking or running or cycling. Clearly, if Americans were so diligent in the pursuit of fitness, the lines would start forming at fitness centers at 4 a.m. and the roads would be jammed with cyclists. And we know. Actually, the fact is that fewer than 10% of us exercise regularly.
2: Right. And the ones that do exercise appear without a shirt. You know, every picture of them he's cycling, biking, hiking. He's bungling.
4: That's
2: a California split. Trying to prove that he's, you know, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, they all do that whole Matthew McConaughey thing.
1: Do you have a policy about men with no shorts? Yeah, I I will not go out with the guy with, in fact, I only want one picture
2: of you. I Uh, don't want 25. uh I don't care what you do in your off hours. I just want to see your face. That's it. And put on a real shirt, not a (laughs) T-shirt. Men look bad in T-shirts. Just put on a collared shirt, please. Some guys look good in T-shirts. I don't know, Liz. I mean, who does? Mick Jagger. (laughs) All right. Keith Urban.
1: Two guys look good in T-shirts. That's it. Three. All right. What's the next? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, just one last one. That everyone seems to have these super sophisticated tastes and engage in urban living. Oh, right. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. They're sitting
3: uh, home on the couch
1: watching watching Deal
3: or No Deal.
1: (laughs) Come on. Monica, that's exactly what it says in the story here. That everyone claims to have all of these activities there. Museum going. Art gallery. yeah, yeah. Antique shopping, right. Wine Fridays. Fridays. and they end the story by okay. saying, "Isn't anyone lying on the couch eating Cheetos and watching trash TV?" Yes. Well, we know that most people are. So, so there's say, a word for that. Homebody. That's what they call themselves.
2: Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. Couch so potatoes? Do you, yeah. Date, do you date homebodies? I like homebodies because I'm a homebody. Yeah. You know why not? Well, how, how do you, you?
3: get together? <laughs> I can
2: never leave your home. That—that's a difficulty being singular, Monica. <laughs> you just—you have to set up a uh, TV watching date, I guess. Yeah. No, it's it, well. I want to maybe look you can that do that, like
1: on. on a conference call, speaker <laughs> phone. You're at home with your TV on. on no germs, no touching. That it's would great. be a great date. Just conference call.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like watching Bravo one night and just talking in between at the commercials.
1: That would be really fun, actually. That Anybody is... want to do that with me? <laughs> call call me. <laughs> it's quite a date. Anyway, Sheila. if you want to check this out online, I haven't been to their website yet. It's called SingularCity.com. So, if you think you're sexy, savvy, and single, we're not sure any of us are. Uh, you, you just might want to check out this magazine. Uh, and Sheila, maybe one will turn up in your. Do you even have a post office box? Like, do you, how do you get mail?
2: I get mail uh, through satellite dot com, Liz.
1: Oh, oh, you, oh email. you mean?
2: Oh, I, oh, yes, I am. No, I don't have a profile up right now at this moment because I'm formulating a profile full of fibs and I'm writing it as we speak, Liz. All right, I work out nine days a week. Maybe you right? should get a Harley, Sheila.
1: Get a Harley, right? Yeah. Yeah, just, you should just write one. Just claim to have all these things. Oh, that you oh don't and have. they
2: all want a woman with no makeup, and that's not happening. Okay, <laughs> I'm wearing foundation. They they all want the natural look. Yeah, no, no, well, no. that's a lie because they
1: don't really <laughs> realize really. Yeah. how much work goes into <laughs> the natural, natural. natural look. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. We're not buying that. Okay, well, uh, singular. Here we are, three singular satellite sisters. We're moving on. Oh. It's time for body washes. Oh. it's time for the lab rats. We're gonna take a little break and we will be back with the lab rats report on body washes. And then mailbag, you've written us some really fun, interesting stuff lately, we wanna we wanna to talk to you about it. Stay with us.
4: Rats.
2: the Lab Rats, that's right. And Monica, I'm looking for a singular man who's clean and smells fresh, like an evergreen forest. That's right. We are the Lab Rats, Sheila Dolan here in Los Angeles. Monica's in Portland, Oregon, of course, turning off her shower. It's the time of the show when Monica and I road test consumer
3: products and report back for you on our findings. Monica. Sheila, I appreciate that you're using Lab Rats now to just advertise for a man. <laughs> Oh. Thank you for adding that little uh little I twist. hope you don't mind it's not in the script. No, no. <laughs> no, you went off script. That's okay. <laughs> so anyways, we have been wanting to test those newfangled vibrating mascara wands. Okay, mm-hmm. we read about them weeks ago. There's one called the Turbo Lash, but we've been trying to find them and they're like impossible to get a hold of because mm, they're so really? popular. Yeah, I went to a couple of stores in Oregon. They don't have them. I looked on the website. They're out of stock. Out of so stock. I, I promise you, we are going to get to those vibrating mascara wands, which sound just... <laughs> <laughs> sound wrong. It sounds weird. That's, no. Sounds dangerous. dangerous. It Sleepy. sounds turbocharged. I like it. Well, I'd just like to see what they're like. We're going to keep trying, but in the meantime... <laughs> We're getting your suggestions. And so this week we went with body washes because we've never done that. So we tested three body washes, the Aveeno Moisturizing Body Wash, mm-hmm. the Vita Bath Bath and Shower Jelly or Gelée. Do you remember wow, that's, that's like
1: the original. Yeah. yeah. Going oh,
3: that's a 70s throwback. Yeah. We thought we'd do a retro. Thought it'd be fun. And also we tested the Dove Beauty Body Wash for sensitive skin. All right. Well, methodology and what I'm looking for. This is
2: Sheila. Clean, cleaner, cleanest. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I take several showers a day, and I do it all over. I have various different. You shower all over.
1: <laughs> Just,
2: you see a shower? Or you is jump. it all
3: over town or all no, over drug town, are you?
2: No, all, all over town really. I mean, at the gym, at the pool, at my place. So anywhere between two and three showers a day. And it's exciting because I have many different bath products, Monica, but I'm looking for a fresh soft suds. Love that. Um, and then you know, I do a, a system really, I, I use bar soap for certain areas, um, certain sensitive areas. And then I take a body wash that is scented in a scent that I like. And the last thing I do is I, Add the body wash to my neck and sort of underarms and areas that might be exposed, you know, in the the light. um,
3: You've really thought this through like that? this is a lot of details. You know, Sheila, when we talk about methodology, (laughs) you you don't have to describe every lurid detail of your personal showering habits. And
2: the last thing I'll say is, okay, once, once I took home a towel from the YMCA and I kept it. But I cut that baby up into eight little soft little minis
4: <laughs> washcloths.
2: And I feel like I've really gotten my money worth because I, I use a mini washcloth to do the body wash um, okay. testing, uh-huh.
1: Monica. got your money's worth on that stolen talk.
3: <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'm not going to go into all the personal details of how I shower, but I do like to shower. So this was a fun test for me. Um, I wanted to see... If really, if using these shower gels and washes could get rid of my dry, scaly legs. You know, mm. I've had a problem this mm. summer. Spent a lot of time over in Bend, Oregon. It's very dry. It's mm. dusty. It's the high desert. Plus, I did some swimming in a chlorinated pool and ponds. And I have some dry, scaly skin on my legs. And it looks like, you know, alligator skin. So I just wanted to see if, if I use the body wash, would I need to use lotion? That was sort of my benchmark there. Now, I am looking for, you know, I like a light, fresh scent. I don't like anything that's too perfumey. Mm -hmm. I want a bit of foam, and I want to feel clean, but I don't want to feel stripped of oils. Okay, Monica. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, let's get started. You ready? Let's start with the Aveeno Moisturizing Body Wash. Now you can find this in most drugstores and supermarkets. It's a it's a, it's a bit lightly scented. It's a moisturizing wash with emollients, oatmeal, and vitamins, and it sells for about six ninety nine. Now I just want to digress a little on oatmeal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so part of your methodology where do you put the oatmeal
2: no i used to love to make oatmeal but not completely soak it like i used to like to eat the little flakes and just partly moisten the oatmeal do you know what i mean yes i just like crunching on oatmeal but th- th- that i digress i appreciate Avino's commitment to sunscreen this year i just want to say i've seen them everywhere they're coming out with more products I like the body wash, Monica. Well, there's I, no sunscreen in the body wash. I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, let's not mislead people. I, here. I'm just behind the Avino company Brand. right now. Okay. All right, and I want to support them. I, I like their their natural look. They don't use any colors in their advertising. You know, the bottles are tan and white. I appreciate that classic look. It's a good body wash, not a great one. One paw up. For this, from this rat, for Aveeno moisturizing
3: body wash. Well, I was not a big fan of the Aveeno, Sheila. I'm sorry. I did like the creamy Don't be sorry. <laughs> feel to it, but it just—it it had a little too much perfume. Oh, for me. okay, Monica. So I'm going to give the Aveeno one paw down. Oh. I would not buy it again. I uh, see.
2: I like a, a light scent. You know what I do at the last step, Monica? What do I do?
3: <laughs> you put it all
2: Sniff over it.
4: here. <laughs>
3: Arms, necks, and underarms.
2: Areas that might be exposed. <laughs> all right. Next, the brand that started it all. Vitabath. Yes. Vitabath jelly In the original spring, spring green scent. Now, you need to hunt for this, but not very far in our neighborhood, because guess who had it?
1: Drug, town. Drug Yes, town. indeed. They There's had... that
2: sort of a product museum in there. That's right. Right behind the giant hats for Ascot Downs. <laughs> now, it comes... It's Ascot, Sheila. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right, anyway. It comes in the $12 and $18 size. I'm sorry, it is expensive. But it has... Listen to what it has. Vitamins A, D, and E, and horse chestnut extract. Extract. Oh. Now, this <laughs> brings me back...
1: <laughs> to when you used to eat chestnuts? <laughs>
4: To
2: Pusses. what, your riding career? <laughs> no, but related to, remember my best friend in high school, Polly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. She had, you know, no parental supervision. And she had VitaBath. It was just, to me, it was so exotic. It was uh, sophisticated. Have, so sophisticated to have a body wash. We weren't allowed to even have soap in our... No, <laughs> oh, I'm <like>, not kidding. <laughs> we had so... We had ivory soap. We never had VitaBath. So when I went to her house, she let me try it. And I got so hooked on that when you became
1: it. addicted to showering? And,
2: yeah, well, I almost. I saw it the other day at the Y, and that evergreen forest smell came rushing back to me. I love Vitabath. If I could afford it all the time, I would. If you ever want to buy me a gift, Vitabath's the thing. This has been not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't wrap No, no, no.
3: no, no. you still got another. I'm giving She's two paws g- yeah, up. Two, two paws up for the bite of that. She's so. just a- advertising for a man and soliciting <laughs> gifts.
0: <laughs> I thought she was going to finish up with entertaining Sheila there
3: in the shower. <laughs> okay, go, Monica. All right, well, you know, it was hard to find, but guess where I found it? I found it at the same place I found that. Pss- that instant shampoo at Walgreens. Walgreens is, is an amazing place. The pharmacy museum. That place <laughs> is amazing. And it has a retro feel and a smell to it. Kinda of remind me of like Jeannette mm-hmm. You know? I mean that's you saw Vita Bath in your friends in their mother your mother's friends' mm-hmm. mother showers and stuff like that. Now it has a light translucent foam. I it, thought it had an excellent scent. Yes. I loved it. It was cool. It was very refreshing. But you know what? My legs—it didn't really fight <laughs> the scaly, dry leg problem. I still needed to put lotion on. I think it would be great—fight a bath in a bath—but I don't have a bathtub that works, so <laughs> I can't really. Okay. No, you're test, right. It would be test that theory out. I—I I liked it, Sheila. It smelled cool and green. I'm gonna give it one pause. I
2: like that, Monaco. Okay. Lastly, ah, oh, the Dove Bo- Beauty Body Wash for sensitive skin. That's right. It's unscented. It comes in a clean white 24-ounce bottle. It contains about one-quarter Dove moisturizing cream, which is, you know, their classic. I love that—that that it's that it's creamy. Monica, this was classic. It was clean. It was wholesome. I had no irritation. Sometimes when I over shower, I had I have some sensitivity <laughs>
0: in sensitive areas. Uh, right,
2: in sensitive areas, exactly. And this Dove body wash, it's, to me, it's like it's like a clean slate. I do this, like you know, if I want. But I've had buildup on my body from soap. I <laughs> from do- your last shower three hours ago. <laughs>
3: right. Um, yeah, how can things even build up on your body? One paw up for the Dove Beauty Body Wash. Okay. For me, the Dove Beauty Body Wash was far and away my favorite of the three we tested. And here's why. It had this thick, milky, creamy lotion wash. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine that. It wasn't a clear foam. It was a milky white lotion yet it rinses clean. So it made my skin feel very clean, but it didn't feel like it was stripped of oils. It also, now it claims it's unscented, but I don't mind that it does have a very light scent to it. It's absolutely delicious. I loved it. Really? Two paws up for the dub. And I how love are your scaly stuff. legs after that? I, I use it every day. Oh, Monica. I absolutely Monica. love it. Well, you know, I still need to put some lotion All uh, right, all right. I have right. to say, uh, yeah, I think, I still put Dove lotion on after, Okay, after all after right. Use it, well, let's
2: recap our findings, Monica. I I'm, love the Dove. Uh, yeah, obviously you did. And I do like the Dove. But I'm going to go with the Vita bath. It was wonderful to be back in a Vita bath again. Um, and that's from me. And Monica, do we know what we're doing next week?
4: Macaroni we- and cheese? <laughs> oh,
2: you
1: are? <laughs> well,
2: it's a question.
1: Oh, that's a what, this, frozen macaroni is and cheese.
2: Is it a rhetorical question? Well. Um, I said go for it. You know what? I saw a child having mac and cheese the other night. And it I looks said, good, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does look good. So let's let's get on that. All right. Mac and cheese report next week.
1: <laughs> all right. If there are any, ever any lab rats that you missed, remember they're all posted at SatelliteSisters.com. We did all that special week of lab rats uh, during August. Those shows are there. But in the show archives, all of the individual reports are all piled up there. They've done it all except for mac and cheese and turbo mascara. (laughs) So, where the satellite sisters stick with us. Coming up next, uh, we have some mailbag, uh, some of your letters we want to respond to. Monica has a list of people making major comebacks, and so a few shout outs to them, and some details on the wreath making intra sister contest we are holding this month. So, stay with us. Sisters, and that was Leona Lewis. Whatever it takes, I really like that song. I, I like that too. Song a lot. I like her. Yeah, I like her too. Except it was her appearance at the closing ceremonies at the Olympics, Julie. Did you say it that? wasn't her fault. I mean, I it know. really was. I know. I felt really bad for her. It was just not impressive at all. Uh, what, lame, I think. Lame would, would be the word. I'm trying not to overuse oh, the word lame, mm. but she came out of the double-decker bus, and she, I don't know. It just didn't. The whole British thing for the London Olympics did not work in the closing. They ceremony. have to get their act together. Yeah, they have got four years. TikTok. All right, Sheila, mailbag. Looks like you have quite a little stack of uh, letters in front of you you wanted to respond to. Well,
2: every once in a while, I get personal letters, which I really appreciate. And it's usually on inane, inane things that I've said on the show <laughs> mm-hmm. relating to, you know, just random bits and pieces of my life. And I loved this letter from Lisa in Indianapolis. She had been skimming the new issue, issue of Body and Soul magazine. She said, it's not quite woman's world. But she came upon a blurb, love it, Lisa, about turmeric, and thought of me because I once announced on the show that that's the only spice I have in my kitchen. That's right, and it's. Uh, she said it has turmeric has many healing properties, according to Body and Soul, including antibacterial, uh-huh. antifungal, antiviral, and anti <laughs>
4: That yum, means, yum. I mean, that does sound delicious. You're not
2: going to get any of those things. I mean, just... just you should I mean, take a shower in it. I mean, yeah. I, you can put it on acne, scrapes, sunburns. No. Uh, just, are you
1: reading this now? Or are you making that Yeah. Up?
2: No, she goes on to say, you know, it's, um, it's just amazing. You just have to remember to wash your hands after you use it because it does stain the hands. Because it's orange, right? Right. It's orange. So what thank do you.
3: do you use it on, Sheila
2: my melanges
1: yes my, melange. yeah, my
2: my vegetable melanges <laughs> anything with chickpeas just dump a whole bunch of turmeric in there and you'll be fine
1: but you haven't been applying it directly to your body
2: no no i haven't but mm. i like this idea i mean i like to do sort of a mock indian you know vegetable melange from time to time <laughs> i mean i did it once basically <laughs> <Mock>. all right <laughs> <laughs> all right. With onions and, and garlic <laughs> and peas, is that what makes it the mock Indian all part right. of it? How about Astrid from Boston? Astrid writes to us all the time. She's a big fan. Now, she took issue with the fact that I was mentioning Us magazine on you know, the show, mm. as I normally do, instead of people. And she says, come on, Sheila. Is that stuff even true? Well, that's the whole point, Astrid. You know, I like that it may not be true. Um, you know, she said you can read about... David Duchovny going into mm-hmm. rehab in in Us, mm-hmm. which is just you know basically titillating and you know, but or it's you just can, rampant
1: speculation or
2: you can read you know the hardcore news part of it from People magazine. Hardcore news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know I understand what you say and um, Astrid. Now she gave me actually a link to the subscription policy for people, how as a member of the press, I can sign up for, you know, X amount of dollars a year and really, you know, get the true story about things. And then she goes on to say she would like to have People magazine for gals our age like a oh. special separate one for women in their 40s. She says, oh, so we
1: wouldn't have to read about the Stars of the Hills and things uh, like right, that? Right, like she wants a story on Lindsay Wagner.
2: All right, okay, <laughs> I agree with you, Astrid. You know what I mean? That's a good idea. Right. She wants to hear about the guys from Entourage, but she also wants to know what's happening with Lindsay Wagner, you know?
3: Maybe people can uh, team up with Singular.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So those were... And then... I did was, you know, we have a great Facebook account. Satellite Sisters has her own Facebook page. And I have a separate Facebook page for Sheila. And Sharon in St. Louis wrote to me after uh, my dating videos... And she thought that um, this was a brand new idea for her—that mm-hmm. maybe Anderson Cooper would be great to date. Oh, really? Yeah, that mm. was her. That was her. No, there's a guy who looks good in a t-shirt. Oh, he does. He does. And other guys. He's think, very busy. Uh, yes, he's busy. Well,
3: with this whole election business. I know. I know. Oh but, boy, he's and working And the hurricanes—he covers those too. I
2: know. No, he would never be home. It would be great. Now, Sharon, <laughs> Sharon um, did not know that. Anderson, like, me, likes men instead of, I mean, he likes women, but he loves men, uh-huh. if you know what I mean. And so I just, and I said to her, you know, I don't think he, he's really a woman's man. And, um, she said, well, there's a first time for everything and he's never met you. Uh-huh. She was very positive about it. <laughs> I mean, I just love that. Sure. So
0: what's the takeaway? Are you going to contact Anderson? Uh,
2: well, as soon as, um, I do a turmeric bath and, uh, <laughs> take care of those, uh,
3: you know, actually, the the
0: you're stammering, Sheila. You're wait,
3: thinking about it. You wait know, he's till, very wait, cute. Wait, wait till after the election. Yes, yeah. he he's very appealing. Well, that like scar
2: him. on my leg that I sustained while making uh, chicken turmeric. Uh, look, I don't
3: think that's going to be the make or break <laughs> item. <laughs> I'm going to treat that with turmeric and see how it goes. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Monica, I understand that in addition to Lindsay Wagner, you have your own comeback list.
3: Yeah, uh, a couple of comebacks in the news in the last couple of weeks. We didn't talk about Lance Armstrong yet. Yeah. Uh, he right. announced a couple of weeks ago he's getting back on the bike, and I love that. I think that will be great for cycling. He retired about three years ago. You know, he's been working on his... Lance Armstrong Foundation to raise money and awareness for cancer. Well, he recently raced in a, a Leadville, the Leadville Trail 100, mm-hmm. in Colorado, and he came in second. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know what? Maybe I should go back to bike racing. Better and than
0: I, dating. I mean, that's all he's really been doing for the last. Julie, <laughs> really you're right
3: about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to get into some heavy training. But so is he going to go back into the Tour de France? Yes. He said he was inspired oh. by athletes like Dara Torres, at 41, you know, she won an Olympic medal, and the marathoner this year was 38. He plans to compete in the Tour de France next summer. Now he said if he needs to appeal to President Nicolas Sarkozy directly for entry into the tour, that's what he will do. But it's expected Cause he probably knows Carla Bruni. <laughs>
4: Oh, Kenny, Liz, yeah. okay, don't you
0: think? Ooh. Yes, I think he, I think he might have some knowledge <laughs> of Carla.
3: He, well, he, he is on a new team, Astana, and uh-huh. so they'll, they're probably going to get entry into the Tour de France. But he's going to be back next year. I think it's exciting. Uh, I think it's great. Well, he's already back
2: in the new Vanity Fair. Have you seen his picture? He's naked on a, on a bike. So just FYI. Oh, really? Yeah, just wanted to pass that along.
3: Thank you, Sheila. Singular. <laughs> <Saint Sheila>. <laughs> Sheila bringing us the hard the hard-hitting news. And that was even in people. Sheila mm. going to all of her sources. Somebody wow. send me a link from Facebook. I wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you That's and, and Anderson. Too hard y- you me. and Anderson are gonna go far because you know your love both of both like the picture, yes. Your, no, your love your love of current. Oh, events. Julie, touche. <laughs> okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. Here's, a, here's yeah. another comeback of sorts that I'm happy to see. You know Bonnie Hunt. The very appealing actress, comedian. I love her. I love her. So charming and fun she is. Well, she has her own talk show. Talk show now. Oh, she does. A daytime talk show, and it debuted last week. I saw it a couple of times. I T-voted. It's a mid-afternoon show, so I think it's on a 2 o'clock here in Portland. You know, she's just so it's delightful. It's good for me. <laughs> it is good for you, Sheila. Uh, there, you know, the audience, the live TV audience was a little bit older. You know, yeah, but maybe right. that's who Bonnie appeals to. She's like your next-door neighbor. I mean, she's just... Great, she has that Midwestern accent, and she sit
0: on a couch or she have a desk or she has
3: Julie she has a desk, and the whole set and all of the graphics, the opening graphics for it's called the Bonnie Hunt show it's very retro, kind of looks like old Johnny Carson, the uh-huh. colors and the 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 whole set, but she does a lot of banter back and forth with her producer, who's become a character on the show. I I hope she does well because that's a tough gig. Yeah, that is yeah. tough. Remember, yeah. I mean, we remember when we had Jane Pauley on Satellite Sisters years ago, and yeah. she <laughs> started talk show that didn't do well. No, and Megan Mullally, yeah. Meg, oh, Mary, Megan Mullally, Caroline Rhea, or whatever mm-hmm. her name is Rhea, Ray, took, uh, t- Ray. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> I wonder if the Bonnie Hunt show is taped here in L.A. Did it say where it was? Maybe we should go, Sheila. But Let's not. do it.
3: Fun. She's very, very fun. I mean, it's her first week out for a talk show, so give it a give it a look. Okay. Liz will look at it and rewrite the show flow, and then we'll be on the show. Okay. All right. <laughs> go ahead. No. Let's, yeah, I saw her last week. She just needs to kind of settle in. I mean, it must be. It's a lot of work. mind boggling. Sheila,
1: as you recall, the last the talk show, L- the every last day. Los Angeles based afternoon talk show we appeared on was The Other Half.
2: (laughs) Oh, Liz. (laughs) Why would you is, have to bring that up? This is one of
1: the darker moments mm. in the, the history of the Satellite Sisters. We were you may not recall that show that it was like the male version of The View. It was Dick Clark. Oh boy. Uh, Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez, that's all I remember. Danny Bonaduce. Yes. <laughs> and who was and the some other guy. And some other guy. And who you you and Liz which, were the which is part of the or book were? tour. Leon was there too. Oh, yes. yes. And so it was Leon, Sheila and me, Liz, and we actually had to have a conversation with Dick Clark and Mario Lopez. And we were so
2: overprepared, as we normally are. But, I mean, all of a sudden, Dick Clark would say, sense of direction, what do you think? (laughs) And that was out of our book, you know, (laughs) just just random thoughts. And we had to just... Just respond. It was more just looking at
1: their faces, I their know. heavily made-up faces, which there was a freak-out factor there. <laughs> Definitely.
3: I don't think you'd have that if you were guest on The Bonnie uh, No, right. No. She's very... Even... She, she doesn't have her hair and make. I mean, obviously, her hair and makeup is done, but it's very low-key... She came out the other day in, like, a hoodie and a T-shirt and just a pair of black pants. Really? Uh, okay. She's, she's great. she's get on hoodie. that show. Liz, yeah.
1: get us on that show. All right. I just want to sit in the audience once and watch it. We could do that.
3: Yeah. I'm okay. sure we could do that. One more comeback. Incredible story. I know the Olympics are over, but the Paralympics are just finishing now in Beijing. I was over in Bend, Oregon a lot this summer, so I was over in, in August. One day I'm in line at the REI store. had to buy some summer shorts because I didn't own any. And the woman in front of me, in line, there was a long line. She's like 50-something, super fit. I thought she was maybe a runner or cyclist because there's a lot of super fit types over there in Bend. And she had a big basket full of stuff. So two friends came up to her in line. And they said, where are you going? And she said, oh, tonight I'm off to Beijing, um, going to Beijing. And this was like... The day the Olympics were starting. Mm -hmm. So, of course, my ears pricked up. I thought maybe she was going to the Olympics. No, she is a Paralympian. So, she was going to compete in the Paralympics. And I'll tell you, I kind of got chills standing behind her. So, she's a cyclist because she talked about how complicated it was to ship her bike to China and the visas, and she had been training in Colorado Springs. And she talked a little bit about how great the people at Home Depot had been to her because they were her sponsors and she works at Home Depot. Oh, right. So so anyways, her friends are wishing her good luck. And I opened the paper last week and I see that she won a gold medal. You're (gasps) kidding. In cycling. Well, Well, Monica, Monica, what is her disability? Her name is Barbara Buchan and she's 52 years old. So she's the oldest member of the U.S. Paralympic team. She won a gold medal in the individual 3,000-meter cycling pursuit. Mm -hmm. So the deal is she has been an athlete her whole life. She always dreamed of going to the Olympics. But when she was very young, she was 25, she had a devastating crash on her bike, and it left her with a severe head injury. She Mm -hmm. was actually in a coma for a couple of months, and she had a lot of brain surgeries. You know, her doctors, her parents, they doubted she would ever walk again. Isn't this amazing? But she had, you know, years of rehab, and she still has a lot of disabilities. Like, she still has some cognitive and physical disabilities. But she started running track in the Paralympics. Then she switched to cycling. And at the time, uh, there was no women's cycling events in the Paralympics. There was only the men's. And she competed in the men's event. And she came in one year, like, ninth. And so she worked to kind of change all that. Thanks to her efforts in Athens, they added women's cycling events to the Paralympics. So she won the gold medal and she was twice the age of all of her competitors and teammates. Just an amazing person. Fifty two years old.
0: That's a comeback, Monica. Yeah, Barbara
3: that... Buchanan, and she works at the Home Depot in Ben, Liz, and they said in the gardening department. Uh-huh. We were there this summer, weren't we? Liz <laughs> we were several times. There is a huge picture of her, of Barbara, and an American flag, and just that is quite a comeback, 52 years old. Well,
1: this was written up in the New York Times on Friday. We should post a link to that on the blog, Monica. Mm-hmm. The, the title of the story was From Death's Door to the Metal Podium. That, that is really, really inspirational. Good for her. All right. Uh, any, any, anyone else you would like to bring back, Sheila? And it's uh, other than Lindsay Wagner, who's on your list. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And the uh, sleep number bed. <laughs> That's really
2: all I want. <laughs> Forget about Lindsay Wagner.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I do want to remind people that here we are. It's the middle of September. Coming up at the end of the month is our September interest sister Wreath making competition. Mm-hmm. Oh this, boy! This, this all got cooked be rough. up. This is going to be rough. This got cooked up while I was away on vacation. You never would have agreed to it. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? I, I might have pushed back on this. And Sheila, I see that this time you're even agreeing to compete. Uh, last... Well, uh, no, I didn't agree. I was forced to by the committee. So I cannot be a judge any longer. I have to get my hands dirty. So at the end of the month done. you will see this posted at SatelliteSisters.com. dot com at the very end of the month, each of the sisters has to make a fall wreath. Wow. So some kind of decoration for our front door. I
3: like that because you know I always have a wreath on my door. Yeah. I have like three or four and I change them. They're seasonal. But I've never made one before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we have to bend the twigs? No, the we said we
0: said that we could go to a craft store to get some of the supplies. Oh for yeah, it. Yes.
3: I'm not going to use. I real mean, some audience. of it is
0: assembling. It's it's like. It
3: <laughs> well, I would imagine if you what? if you made it from completely from scratch, you know, with yeah. the bent willows, if you may physically made the wreath. <laughs> But that, that might be worth more points mm-hmm. than yes. someone that just gets the glue gun and glue. Okay, well dry do whatever you want. So, do what yeah.
1: Well, the judge let's this not time. Let's start wrangling
3: now. Sheila, right. <laughs> let's, let's wait to the final
1: judging to wrangle. Sheila was our judge last time, and uh, but this time our judge will be Sarah Sweeney, our webmaster. Oh. So she is. And she
2: likes me. She's the official sixth <laughs> She sister. likes me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She likes all of us. Sheila. Oh, that's, that's right. That's not necessarily going to give you a leg up, so just remember at the end of the month you're not going to want to miss that the satellite sister's intra sister wreath making a contest it's all going to be posted on the website at satellite com, and there's so much stuff there sometimes i'm surprised when i go to satellite com, all the stuff we have going on there Oh, the so, archives
2: the sister spot
1: yeah so just and go. there's that
0: good link to the facebook that's the easiest
1: way to get to facebook oh yeah oh, it is you're right yeah. i always
0: go to satellite com first and then boom facebook boom
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> Julia dolan facebook it <laughs> how many friends do you have i have a lot sheila oh. Okay, We're gonna, don't that's our next that contest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note we are going to wrap it up. We will, we will be back soon. Uh, but in the meantime, have a good day sisters. Thanks. Hey See. you too Liz. and don't forget. call your satellite sister.